Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. gentlemen and welcome to getting it out podcast that was 10 percent reptile with city and the furnace off of their new album holographic fuzz it just got released on september 26th 
So it's out there for everyone to grab on Playgrounds Records. Uh, I had never heard of them before, but they reached out to me, sent me an email, said, hey, check us out. Here's the thing. Listen, I listened. I liked it. I played it for you here. That's how it works sometimes when somebody sends in music that I tend to enjoy. A little different, a little grungy, a little stonery. Uh, definitely something that will be called metal, but probably more likely to be called hard rock. Uh, call it desert rock. Call it whatever the fuck you want. I don't know. I just liked it. I thought I would share it with you. A little bit hard to pigeonhole, to put in a genre, much like the band we're talking about on this episode of the podcast. We'll get to that in a minute. These guys are from New York Valley Stream is the name of the town. Apparently it's right outside of Queens. Wouldn't know, don't care. Just good information for you to have. 10% Reptile from Valley Stream, New York. Let's just say New York, New York. Make it easier for all of us. New album, Holographic Fuzz, out now on Playgrounds Records. Check it out. Now, to the interview on this episode. This time around, I'm talking to a fellow I've talked to before here on Getting It Out Podcast, though it was four years ago. Tommy Victor returns, and we're talking about Prong and their new album, State of Emergency, due out October 6th, that's this week, on Steamhammer SPV. But first, let's go down to New Jersey and get in the hottest zone there is. Check it! What kind of wilderness are you afraid of? I don't buy the people that say they're not afraid of any wilderness. Some of it's pretty sketchy. Some of it's pretty scary. I don't happen to like any of it. I don't like the stuff that's right outside of my house. I, I was listening to a podcast today about bear attacks. That wasn't good for me. I know that there are bears technically in my area in uh, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, but like not enough to be worried about. But still, it could happen. You know, there is a snake on my lawn. I've been over that. And uh, bad things can happen to good people. So I'm worried about myself. Uh, but I'm also worried about the amount I've had to pee lately. I've been drinking at least 120 ounces of water a day this week. And I've uh, been keeping my calories at a net positive. What does that mean? It means uh, it means good. That's what it means. It means I've been doing really good with my diet and exercise this week. Tried hot yoga for the first time. Did I already talk about that? I think I talked about that in the last one. Went for a good run today. Did a lot of gym stuff. Not eating any sugar till the weekend. Then I'm going ham. I already told you guys all this stuff. Why am I telling you about my fives? I'm just, I'm just so locked into the same things. I do too many podcasts. That's what the problem is. I do too many, but hey, that's not such a bad thing. Not if you want to listen to them. I guess, right? Are you excited about the NBA season? I already talked about that last time too. What am I going to talk about here? What am I going to talk about? I've got a good idea. I shouldn't talk at all. I should just move this thing right along. I should just get into why you're here. The thing that you actually want to hear. It's an interview with Tommy Victor. Sweet guy, this guy is. You know, I know he doesn't remember the last time we talked four years ago. He does a lot of interviews, but he was still very kind to me and very nice to me. And it was a pleasant Saturday afternoon chat. I'll be honest with everybody. I wanted to go to a beer fest. So I was a little quick with the interview. Uh, the beer fest started when the interview started. It was only a three hour window that we had to get there. 
It was, I mean, even though it's like five minutes up the street, it only lasted for three hours. And I wanted to get there and try all the delicious beers. And I did. It worked out. But, uh, you know, I had to do this interview with Tommy first and I was happy to do it, but I was a little rushed. Uh, I don't think you'd be able to tell. I just thought it was a funny anecdote to add. It was cool. Glad I went. My wife and I had fun with our friends and we don't get to do that very often. So if you have the opportunity to go out and have some fun, I suggest you do it too, no matter who you're interviewing. All right, let's take you to the time and place. But first, how about a song from Prong and their new album, State of Emergency, due out October 6th on Steam Hammer SPV? Let's go with the latest single, The Descent, and then my conversation with Tommy Victor.
right. So like I said, it's been four years since we last spoke. That was around the release of Age of Defiance EP. What's been new with you and with Prong? Well, with me, I had two kids, two new kids. That's what's new with me. That's a uh, lot right there. That's a, that's a ton uh, right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> that is a ton. Yeah, no, I mean, I had the two kids. Then uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to do prom for anymore. You know, like it, it, it was based on that. My wife was like, I would just be a stay at home dad. And I was like, well, we don't have that much money. And then uh, she got she got offered a job in uh, New York. So we moved too. So that was another big thing that happened. So we moved back to New York and then had another child. And, uh, but before that, I, we got offered a tour for black label society. We did it at the end of the pandemic. And I was like, okay, you know, it was so successful that I was like, I oh, maybe I can still keep doing prong. I didn't have a record deal at that point. And then I got the call from label and they wanted to do more records. So I said, all right, let's do it. I don't know when we're going to do it though. So I waited till we got back to New York to do the new record. Who did and the move? So I had uh, two kids in a move. Yeah. So and pandemic craziness out in LA. <laughs> that's a busy four years. Yeah. It seems like it worked out pretty well though. I mean, other than the fact that you ended up back out east, which is where I'm at, which uh is where I while I like to start complaining this time of year that it's the weather's starting to turn shitty. Where do you live? Where I'm in you? Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. I saw, I went to a Long Island Ducks baseball game and they played Lancaster Barnstormers, I think yeah, they called that's, it. That's the team here, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was expecting a team with the guys with big long beards on the team, <laughs> but I was, on, I was disappointed. I don't anyway, think they're uh, allowed to play baseball. I don't yeah. think that's part of their thing. <laughs> Which is weird. I mean, why would you not be allowed? I guess anything. Uh, enjoyable is supposed to be uh, disrespectful to God or something, right? Yeah, but, it's something they have a thing where they say it's like too worldly, but they don't yeah, like yeah. they they got stuff that uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense at least to you or I. Like they they don't ride bikes, they ride scooters. Uh, they, That's weird know, be, because they don't like gears. Something about gears to have. A <laughs> they cheat all the time though because they run stuff on gasoline uh, in their house. They use like these generator things, but they, you know, oh. but they say they don't like electricity. They got, they got their tricks, you know, it weighs around the laws. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, yeah, like uh, yeah, the, the East Coast, I'm, I'm back on Long Island. So, uh, yeah, the weather, I'm not really looking forward to that that much. I mean, California was, I was way healthier there. I was like out all the time running and yeah. doing all kinds of activities outside. Now, uh, it's like back when I grew up, I was just like hibernating. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, everything's been going pretty well. Uh, it's a different, my, my life has gotten really weird. It's changed a lot. Uh, so, but being back there is pretty cool. It's, it's been, it, it, I, I don't like the whole vibe of it. I think it's more conducive to prong and like playing music and uh, back to the roots of the band and well, me and that influenced this record a lot where I was close to where I grew up. I could feel some of that energy 
this could be all manufactured in, in a romanticized fashion of your brain, but you know, it was nostalgic about that. Listen to old records and the sky is a lot different in New York than it is in California. Big time. I noticed that. And, uh, how do you mean? What's sometimes there's a little, it, it sees larger and is more cloud activity and, then you have the dreariness that you don't get in, in, in Southern California. And in Southern California, there's a lot of, it's sort of an overcast smog everywhere all the time. You know, it's like, it's, it, it's not as clear. So, you know, if, if you go to the Pacific ocean, it's a lot different than the Atlantic ocean too. Like the, the water and the beaches are a lot different. So, uh, it's, it's that that's interesting. It's a lot of it's indescribable, but uh, getting back there was a good decision, and not not using any old riffs. Everything was written new for state of emergency record, and uh, we're living in an apartment at that time when it first. So that was similar to where you know cleansing was written. I wrote that in Brooklyn in my apartment in Brooklyn, and it really small confines and without really any gear, had like a little Tascam recorder. And now I just have like, you know, a laptop mm -hmm. with an interface and write everything on that. Did that move mean a new lineup too? The lineup is always changing. And I do, yeah. I'm I mean, one of the things was to get a New York lineup. So I don't have to fly people in all the time. And that, that, that kills any kind of, you know, money that I could make with the band. So, uh, it's just financially difficult to have guys all over the place. So, yeah, I mean, uh, well, initially we, since our crews left to join Lamb of God, we had like a, a numerous amount of drummers. We, you know, we had a guys fill in. We had like Jason Bittner from Overkill's filling in a lot. Uh, and, uh, this kid Griff McCarthy, who's out on the Island. And then, uh, he's in this, just sort of this cover band. So he's, he's, he couldn't really continue with, with prong. So, uh, we've had his, the, his drum tech who has, has been, his, he's sort of in the, he's my New York guy right now. Mm. This guy, Tyler Joseph. And he's, uh, he played with us at the Metallica show that we did. And then, uh, Wade Murph was Doyle's drummer. He's he's been doing the Euro runs, so we've got it's been a wide range of dudes doing this gig. <laughs> got an army. Yeah, I mean, I have to have this bullpen because yeah. there's always somebody dropping out. Oh, you know, like you know, this, 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 this blah blah blah. Same thing with bass players too. Like Jason lives in Sedona, and he was like, "Dude, like you know, you gonna spend money flying me out?" I'm like, "No, I'm gonna, you know, we'll our, we got our our guitar." Prongs tech took over. So we had like the two techs in the band playing, you know, on, on the East coast. So it's pretty funny. That's cool. It's, it's nice. You have your little, your little community though. I'm sure it could be frustrating. Kind of like what you're talking. It was about. hard finding. I mean, I had like this mass audition of drummers in, um, it's not as much as I would have liked it. Cause I'm really busy with the kids a lot. So, you know, we had this one day of auditions and like, nobody was, nobody blew me away, man. We, and we had to take another guy. Uh, we played the show at Irving Plaza with dark angel and we really didn't have a drummer for that. I had to get this guy that was just like, he, he was the, the shortest 
No one else was available. So he had this, he was the shortest reigning drummer. I'm not going to mention his name ever in the history of rock. It was one and done, man. He, got, <laughs> he did one gig and he was gone. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine. It was so- a pain in the ass because we, I, we, we rehearsed so hard with this guy. I, was, I thought he'd break, we'd break a man and it never happened. It was just yeah. like, it was very, very aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine. I'd imagine. Yeah. That's a, uh- that's got to be tough, especially to put all that work in just for somebody to not work out. The, the well, I don't know if you have, if you're a sports fan, it's sort of like Zach Wilson uh, with the, you know the Jets. How much time are they going to invest into this guy? You know, yeah, they, but, he's he's clearly the worst quarterback in football. And they, thank you, <laughs> and they keep bringing him back. I know it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah, funny. It's actually tragic. But, if you're a Jets whatever. fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But all right, so the uh, state of emergency songs you mentioned writing them in, in New York. Did you? Did I assume uh, like normal, or I, what I'm making up is normal in my head without you ever telling me? Is that you write everything for Prong and have written everything for this record? For this record, in previous records to this, I've been collaborating a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Chris Collier, who's a producer on um, No Absolutes and Zero Days and Age of Defiance. Uh, we he he's he was contributing, and we were, were co-writing some stuff. Uh, this record was everything was completely me. Uh, I mean, it was record. There were songs on Zero Days that I completely wrote, but I had periods of collaboration and little episodes of collaboration. This one is completely me, like it, it, based on the the, the fact that. The songs that have risen to the top of those other records, ones that I did write all myself anyhow. So I was like, you know, this whole collaboration thing, it's almost, it's not as uh, productive as I thought it was. Right. This, I got things done faster doing it myself, writing the songs myself. And then, you know, and they're more distinctively prong anyhow. So it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it was, the throwback to again, cleansing and fake to differ where like, you know, pretty much I did most of the writing on that as well. So, um, I was like, why did I, why did I even like do, you know, why didn't I haven't been doing this to the beginning? So for me, for the last couple of records, I think it was about with the time thing. Like we had, we had this manager, they were always pushing for, you know, well, it's time to make another record. I'm like, what, what do you, you know? And then it dawned on me and my wife was like, he just wants, he wants to get his cut from the advance. So I'm like, ah, so, you know, this, so, but he, he had me do it. He had me bamboozled. They're making all these records. And, um, I was like, how am I going to do this? So I was like, I, I got on the phone. I go, dude, you got any riffs? You, you know, like a, the buddy of my friend, Zio Mac is in this bad God collider. He, uh, he's like, yeah, I got one. I'm like, give me it. Like, Let me hear what you got. I go, that one's cool. I'll take that. And then, uh, you know, I, I call up Collier and I'm like, you got any? He goes, yeah, I got a couple of things I'll throw over to you. And then I would take them and make songs out of some of a couple of riffs here and there. But it was almost a wasted too much. It was, it was, like I said, it wasn't really that productive anyhow. Yeah. So it was stupid. Well, I've always appreciated how, uh, how like candid and honest you are about the, your history with Prong and some of the records that you do and don't like. And just like you're talking now about not liking some of the stuff that you might have done in the past or just thinking it's uh, substandard. 
do you think that's like a, and, and I, I got to say too, that uh, this is not meant to be an insult to New York people, but typically people like from New York city, especially of, of your era are kind of the opposite, like kind of uh, don't express the same like humility and you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for. I don't want to say arrogance because I don't mean it in a negative way, but just like oh, very confident. And it's, really interesting how uh, to me how you're always willing to like just be real and talk about how you really probably feel my detriment it. probably to my detriment because i mean uh like now on on tour with danzig so uh yeah i mean it's like you know, just in general now i'm really getting in trouble but it's like the uh just the way people are i'm not talking about glenn at all like glenn is very cool um but just people just so full of shit all the time, you know. It's like it's just, you know, just the bragging. It's, it's the, and and just just you know, like it's just every, the one upmanship with everything. It's right. just uh, it just annoys me. I never really felt comfortable with that. And you get a lot of that in the music business to begin with, or the right. entertainment business. You just people like to prop themselves up, and like they see they that's how they sell themselves. And you know what? It works. That's mm-hmm. why. You know, uh, I've always struggled with that. I like, I'm a terrible salesman of myself and it's, you know, uh, I'm supposed to like, just keep propping myself up all the time. So people get convinced of how great I am or something. So, uh, I, I just, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth that maybe that's, that's pride in itself too. I mean, we're, you know, I, I can't play the game and I think I'm like better than that or something. So uh, who the hell knows? Well, for what it's worth, I appreciate it. <laughs> and I, I think in some ways, it. in some ways I'm similar and I do, I do similar things as well. But well, I have this, some of my record, but there's some really, there's some real dog shit on a lot of some of the prong records. <laughs> there really is. I mean, it's like, it's some, I mean, it's not completely my fault. It did, like I said, I said, I don't know if I mentioned on this interview, but the conditions of things really affect the records. And that's why the planning for state of emergency was, was spot on. Like I've made so many mistakes and like, it, I, I did I don't have a manager now telling me what to do. So I was like, this is the way I want to do it. And I, and, and, uh, I think I have enough knowledge in order to make it happen properly now. So see, I am bragging now, but, uh, it just worked. The conditions were right for success. And, you know, you get these producers and guys that are all over the place and people doing drugs and alcoholism and all this crap that's sort of surrounds this business. And, uh, it's like, you're just, you're just gambling, you know, like that's like hoping that it's going to turn out. Okay. When all these possible difficulties and and detours are around you. So you got to clear that out. Yeah. 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 Well, what you've, what I've heard from what you've got on this record, uh, I've only, I guess it's three songs. Cause breaking point, is that on the record? I know it was released like yes. earlier in the year and breaking points on the record. Yeah. So, and then non-existence and, uh, the descent, uh, the, I think, I guess those are the three singles at this point, right? Yeah. There's another one. The title track is dropped on release date, the state of emergency. So there'll be four singles, a new video, another video for a state of emergency. And then, uh, the rest of the record, which is pretty, pretty cool. So, well, the, the, from non-existence and the descent, uh, it sounds like a lot, sounds like a lot of hardcore in those songs to me. 
specifically there's a, you know, like a big breakdown in the descent and then of course and that, and that's something that i that i like about both of them um and i noticed you've been doing uh some well some cool tours with uh you did a few dates with sick of it all and life of agony i've seen you doing a we lot, didn't do, a lot of those we didn't do the, the american we did life of agony in europe oh that's what it was uh, that's what it was uh, yeah i would have loved to have done sick of it all in, in life of agony in america but um what was going on? Why we didn't do that? I think like I had a problem because it was conflicting with Danzig or something, and mm. uh, or no, no, it, uh, it was like a time. It was because my daughter was being born, so I had no, a child. So, way yeah. more important. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I forgot about her. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so were these songs then? Uh, is this would this be considered considered like pandemic material? Was this stuff that happened? While locked, it was down written after that. No, I was written after that. I, I was locked down in Los Angeles, so mm. which was insane. But uh, that's like lockdown center center of the universe. So right. <laughs> uh, California is just a, is just a bunch of crazy people. So uh, anyway, I love L.A. It's a great place to live. It's just like the pandemic was just way over the top. So we were like, let's get the hell out of here. Anyhow, like we were not into living there, like between riots and lockdowns and curfews and just the people going nuts was just enough. But uh, the material is based on the media and the propaganda and the changing, constant changing information that everyone was getting. And, uh, and everyone's personal crisis, but it was a state of emergency. So it's a combination of those things, but it's post the, the songs are post pandemic. The song breaking point. I mean, some of the idea comes from uh, just people are generally disgusted. And I saw that when we were out over black label where uh, people were getting into the venue, ripping their masks off it was during sort of during the pandemic and uh, just drinking like crazy and doing drugs and having sex at venues and all kinds of crazy nonsense going on. This is because people had had enough. I mean, I mean there's something about, about, you know, humans just, uh, I think naturally we just can't, we can't live under the conf those confines. It's just, uh, it's just not in, it's just very difficult to do that. So, uh, yeah, so for some more than others, you know, but, but for, for absolutely. I think Americans, yeah, especially in America where, you know, it's just like, it's a pioneering nature of America and Americans where, you know, uh, they're trying to take that away from us where we're, uh, different where we're not so easily. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, submissive. Yeah. Well, so t- the t- breaking point was like that. I mean, that, that, out of any of the lyrics that came from actual pandemic things. And then the rest of it is just a reflection of, again, a lot of media, social media, uh, you know, conditions that are going on. And then there's, there's other lyrics like the so-called back in the NYC about you know, being coming back and the energy I felt coming back to where I'm from. And then uh, this is on disconnected is about somebody just flat out lying to you. And there's other, there's other topics on this, on the record. Mm-hmm. I also saw that you include a cover of Russ's working man at the end of the, how did you decide to fit that in there? You didn't hear it. I haven't heard it yet. No. All right. It came out really good. Well, going back to New York, I started listening to, to records that, uh, you know, I sort of grew up on Yeah, that being one of them. I mean, I'm so old. I could be like, see, I'm not that old, but it'd be that rough. I got that first rush record when it came out. Yeah. So, uh, that was a big fave. I mean, I was like, wow, this is like North American metal. You know, we had, you know, Nugent and Montrose and Rush versus Sabbath and Deep Purple. And we had Kiss was coming out. So Rush was, uh, that working man's always a riff that, you know, a lot of kids would pick up the guitar and play that riff. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those classic, like Smoke on the Water, Communication Breakdown. And, uh, that record is like a more of a doom record than the other, any of the other Rush records. So it fit into this mentality that I have going on, like as far as approaching some of the prong songs. So I went, it bookends the descent. There's like a narrative, mm. this guy that's like uh, frustrated, the working man that Getty's singing about is like, yeah, he's like, he feels useless. The same thing with the guy who's in the descent is getting all this media influx and his response is like, well, this is like the end of the world. You know, I, I can't even function anymore. So uh, I thought the bookends of that would be cool. And then like I tuned the tuned it down. Like the, I was fooling around with the Iomi tuning, which is a C sharp and put applied that rush song to that. And it sounded even more heavier. So like mm. we just jammed on it and uh, it sounded really cool. That's awesome. I'm excited to check that out. That is that's one of my favorite Rush records. Um, I like, I tend to like the earlier Rush stuff, which is not to sound cool or anything, but I, and I know like not a lot of people, well, I, I shouldn't say that, but that's a pretty well revered record, but it, it definitely is different from where they went after that. Yeah. Well, Neil was it there. Neil, I mean, Neil's yeah. lyrics were great too, but he, he took them into the Ann Rand uh, era of of the libertarian sci-fi uh, lyrics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I, I just, you know, like I said, haven't heard it. So curious how it fit into the rest of the record, but that. It fits in. Yeah. It, it, it's sort of, yeah. There's sort of like this, um, it's, it, it's, it's a similarity to test on cleansing uh, where it has this slow bombastic ending. Like, and I uh, thought that the, you, to end the record, Sometimes you need something like that, where it's just a long song that's just sort of crashes. So that, that that's what happens with this one as well. Nice. That's actually the way I like I like for records to end that way with that long song. I know it's a pretty traditional way to do it, but that's that's always been the way that I like it as well. With the with cool. the songs that have been put out there, 
uh, so far. What's the feedback been? Has it been all good? I mean, I, ju- I just actually just read a review in a mag in a decibel magazine the other day for it. That was a p- strong, you know, review for the new record. So I, I, that's a strong review. I, I got pissed off at that review. A stronger. <laughs> it wasn't bad. All right. It wasn't a bad review at yeah. all. It was a good score. Seven out of 10 is good. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> yeah, I actually contacted my publicist. It was like, you know, I'm tired of Decibel not giving us great review, good reviews. This has been going on forever. And uh, but don't have they have look, one of the records at, in the Hall of Fame though, too? They do. That's true. Yeah, they do. I didn't. I forgot about that. Yeah, big the difference <laughs> in there. But uh, I got to. I got to look at it again. But uh, we've got like in Europe, like Rock Hard, and is a. And, it just we've gotten like unbelievable reviews on the album. So uh, I'm just getting greedy. Yeah. So, they, but uh, no, I'm glad that you interpreted that because I showed it to my wife and I'm like, and she goes, that's not a bad review. I'm like, yeah, I just wanted better. Anyway. Um, that's fair. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Dude, they never give me, they, it doesn't seem like they give me a break, you know, it's just the uh, revolver completely ignores prong. And like a lot of a lot of magazines do, so I guess I got to hand it to Decibel. They, they at least still give us a review in there, right? But um, uh, no, the response has been fantastic. I mean, I would like it. The problem that it is we have, and it's it's going on. I talked to the uh, our label guy, and it's still I'm on a German label, but it's owned by mm-hmm. Napalm. But uh, and he's just like, well, you know, because they don't spend any money, and they they don't like pay people off, so. I mean, on, on radio promotion that much. So he's like, there's this one guy that does all the, that does the, 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 the metal playlists, the new metal playlist uh, on Spotify. And it's, he's in Scandinavia and, you know, be it as it may, uh, when I, I look at the new metal playlist, it's like, you know, the, the Scandinavian bands are up there for a while. And like something like prong is up there for a week and they take it down. So uh, it's like that fighting these, the powers that be for promotion is there's so many records that come out. That's it. That's, that's what's crazy. But no response has been good. Like I, we played non-existence on, we just did a tour in Europe. I don't know, like a month and a half ago. And it was like, you know, a quick tour. It was great. Uh, attendance was awesome. And like, we played all three of those songs and it was, it was especially non-existence like the, and the descent, those two songs, like people, the pit was good, and like everyone was going crazy on those. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking recently because, I, well, when I was getting ready to do this, as I was, I've been reading. I feel like I've been reading a lot of, uh, I don't know, let's just say rock and roll biographies this year. But I mean, the going. I was like, doing that. Poison Ideas. Jerry Lang has a good series out. He has like three books. Uh, the, I'm reading Ozzy's right now, even though I've had it on my shelf for years. I just finally picked it up and started reading it. Uh, I forget who else, but uh, Brian Slegel did two books for about Metal Blade. But anyway, and I was just thinking Tommy Victor would be a good person to have a autobiography for. Going back for all your years and you know in New York City doing the CBGBs thing, the whole prong lifeline. Have you ever considered doing that? Yeah. I did, but it was not as much as an autobiography. It was, I usually need to write a book. I mean, I could do that. Uh, I was talking, I, I have, I have another, I'm not going to actually, I was going to tell you what it is, but I have another idea for a book that's based on, um, music, uh, and being in a band, but it wasn't, it was more of what I learned rather than autobiographical. Autobiographical. So yeah, I, I've been thinking about it. 
I mean, uh, it, uh, it's something that is probably going to happen. That's interesting. That's a good, that's a, that's a cool idea too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like, I, I know somebody who has a book out, a couple of books that are somewhat already autobiographical and, uh, it's like, it, it, it just, it, it, it rubs me the wrong way in a little bit because you know, it's like, okay, sh- like, so what, you know, like, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, there are some you know of those, I mean? you know, once you read them, yeah. sometimes you, you get like, all right, shut the fuck up. But you know, yeah. but there, there's been some that have left, a, a change my mind about people sometimes in a positive way though, too, you know, but, but yeah, more often than not, if it's going to change my mind, it's going to be negatively. Yeah. No, I mean, something like, I, I thought that like John Joseph with the whole vegan thing was really cool. I mean, like that's something positive in, uh, you know, what I mean, like where he's trying to help people. Yeah. So uh, that's where I'm. I'm at. I haven't gotten into any of the Cro-Mags ones because I, because I, because because those guys are, uh, you know how Ooh, they are. Yeah. 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 yeah I do know how they are. <laughs> so I, I didn't. I haven't dove into that. I've interviewed him on here. I've talked to John. I've talked to Paris. So I haven't gotten Harley yet, but you know, it's a. They're, they're always an interesting conversation. Absolutely, Harley is a good dude. He's. Yeah, he's he's probably has a lot to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For better or worse, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, but, that's the thing. You know, it's probably going to be more for worse, but whatever. <laughs> well, uh, so tell tell me then about the when you release a new record like this because you've released. I think this is your thirteenth album. Uh, you see, that's what they say. Most, it's thirteen. Yeah, that's what they've been saying. What do you what What are you most looking forward to with the release of this record? That's a, a fantastic. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. I, I don't know what it. It's like, uh, I have I have a weird thing with the stuff like that. It's like once I do the record and it's done, um, I I, some, I have a te- unless I'm playing the song. Sometimes I have a tendency to forget about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now since uh, we're touring, you know, it's like I got to like be attentive to the songs and I got to keep reviewing the, the ones that we're playing. Uh, I really don't know. I, I really, I don't know what it's, it's, it's not like the old days where I'd be like, Oh man, is this going to sell a lot of records? I mean, that, that doesn't seem to be in any, any consideration anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of like, I'm almost like looking to the next one or something like where it's like, I, I want to just get it over with or something. It's like, I, yeah, I, I really, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, I, uh, for sure. I can see it as a, I can see it as a, a way to actually move on. It's like, okay, now it's out. Now I can move on to, to what's next. Yeah. Because I mean, based on the fact that the records take so long to come out now because mm-hmm. of the backlog of these vinyl companies and you know, manufacturing, uh, the wait is so long. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the problem. Um, I mean, the record was done, finished in November of 2022. So it's almost a year that we start. We, it's, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it started over a year ago, a year and a half ago. So it's almost time to do something new. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's almost out. October 6th, I think, is the yeah. official release date. Yes, sir. Do you have any type of uh, ritual? for when a record comes out, do you go out and buy it yourself? Do you do anything, anything <laughs> each release? No, not at all. Uh, the only difference with this one, <clears throat> I mean, we're doing, we're doing a little, an in-store at the uh, record stop in Patchogue. And then uh, we're going to play like three songs in the parking lot. 
mm-hmm. and that's it. And then we're going to do a show with Dingbats in Clifton on the 20th. So that's about it. I mean, but there hasn't been any ritual. I mean, especially, uh, you know, living in California, we really didn't do any kind of thing that was uh, of any significance. So this is our back to New York thing. This, this is a little more exciting, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, then we'll leave it with this and let you go. But what's what's ahead now after the release of of State of Emergency? What happens with Prong? I mean, I know you said the show at Clifton, but any is there There's anything on the calendar? Yeah, I mean, November we'll go back to Europe and we are tour with Life of Agony for three weeks. The second leg of our tour, hmm. we did the first leg in February. It was like for the most part sold out. So they added more show, a whole other leg, and we're doing that in uh, in November. And then we're trying to do an American tour, so uh, we just have to stay be stay tuned on that. Uh, so that, I mean, I think maybe what was that place, the Chameleon Club or whatever was it? In yeah, it's Lancaster? done. It's, it's done, done, right? Could close down during the pandemic. Actually, I was, just wow. at, I was just at a venue last night that uh, that opened up kind of in its place. It's called Phantom Power, where Life Agony and uh, Sick of It All played there when they did their tour. Uh, a couple every now and then they have a metal show. Destruction played there once, but it's not much. Mostly, it's but there is another place here now. Okay, yeah, I was just thinking, you know, if we did like a little East Coast run, maybe like one, Lancaster would be a place to hit. Uh, but we'll see, you know. But yeah. a, I'd rather do like a local, like a, like an East coast thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, to maybe fly out West and then do like a little run there instead of like a big tour, because, uh, you know, I just don't feel like being on the road, like for more than a couple of weeks these days. Yeah, man, I get it. You got babies. I can't imagine. I know. Mine are 10 and 16. I'm way past that. Oh, know, wow. But, okay. <laughs> but you, you, yeah. you're already way too. past that too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I have a, like a, an adult daughter. So this is my Man. second run at this whole thing. Wow. Oh, that's impressive. That's more impressive than that, the fact that you went back for more is more impressive than any of the music you've ever done. Even though I love prong and listened to it since I was a kid, the fact that you're going back to another round of fatherhood. Good for you, man. Thank you. It's it's been crazy, man. But uh, I appreciate the comment. Thank you. All you right, know how Tommy. it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's insanity.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Tommy Victor of Prong. The song you just heard is non-existence. It'll appear on their new album, State of Emergency, due out October 6th on Steamhammer SPV. Big thanks to Tommy for his conversation, for his time. Of course, thanks to you for listening, for being part of the podcast, for making it to the end. That's always great. I'm going to encourage you, as always, to go over to gettingitout.net. Check out what's going on there. I'd also like to request that you go to the rating system or whatever podcast platform you're listening to and give this thing five stars and a nice comment. You don't have to do that. Nobody ever does, but it'd be cool if you did. I'd appreciate that. You know what else I'd appreciate? Candy. Yeah. I'd like to have some sugar right now. Can't do it though. A couple more days. I'm going to cheat on the weekends. Did I mention that about my diet that you don't care about? I'm going to cheat on my diet on the weekends. I'm very much looking forward to that. Friday evening through Sunday evening, it's just all Skittles, I think, is going to be what I'm mostly going for. Maybe something with uh, with something fried will probably be in there. Maybe not. I don't, you know what? I don't really give a shit. I'm going to eat some chips. That'll be it. Chips will do. That's a good that's a good thing to eat. I like chips. Do you like chips? Good. I hope you like chips. I hope you like sticking around to this podcast to the end to find new songs from bands you may or may not have heard of. And in fact, I want to play you a song that you may or may not have heard of. It just came out last week and is from a band who I've had on the podcast in the past. Though back then, that was probably also like four years ago, we were talking about their album, uh, what was it called? Mysterium Tremendum, the band's Lord Dying. They're from Portland. That was a little more proggy than the stuff that they had done before. Before they were a little more sludgy. And I think they've tipped back the scales towards that direction. That was a weird sentence. I hope it made sense to you. Anyway, what am I talking about? Well, I'm going to play you a song so you can hear it. It's a combination of everything they've done before. It's called I Am Nothing, I Am Everything. It's going to appear on their recently announced new album, Clandestine Transcendence, due out January 19th on Monarch Heavy. Yeah, 2024. We're talking new songs from next year. We're at that point of the year already. It's a little scary. I don't like that very much, but I do like this track. It's very cool. I actually wanted to open the show with it, but it's pretty long. It's not too long. It's uh, just under six minutes. So I figured at the end is a better place for it. Hopefully we'll do another Lord Dying episode in the future. But, you know, this album comes out in January, so we got plenty of time for that. That's going to be it for this one. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.